I told this to a client and he was like, okay, how do you charge that? How do, I, how do I charge what? He's like, how do you charge thinking about my product while you're showering? Well, that's a very good point. <laughs> I'm like, that's wow. A... <laughs> good I opened up a Pandora's box, eh? Well, first of all, just the official part to start in English, I guess. Welcome. Yeah, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ivana. How are you? I have to give you like a, I mean, I have to give my audience a small intro about you. Like you are a really interesting type of designer. Like I'm going to flatter you right now. So you have like more than 20 years of experience in graphic design, UI design. Um, I don't even know, art direction, illustration, uh, a bunch of different branches of design and your experience is super interesting and you worked for a really interesting company here on the Balkans um, among other I don't know agencies so I am super excited to hear just a tiny little bit of your experience in I don't know an hour we are going to talk about it <laughs> like what can fit in an hour so I'm happy that you are talking um, to me on this podcast so welcome once again thank, thank you Rona. thanks for for having me over it's a pleasure anytime yeah i would say definitely you are a multidisciplinary designer right yeah that's that's what i how do we say it specialize in by not oh, yeah. specializing yeah and yeah. what would you say is what is it like what's multidisciplinary dis well look at that like it's a big word what does it mean like who is that person yeah it's, it's a good question. Yeah, a um, difficult one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. I think, I think it's generally somebody that's, uh, you know, uh, comfortable uh, to jump out of his comfort zone, first of all. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm traditionally trained as a graphic designer. Uh, got a degree in graphic design, so it's always been about, you know, layout and type and color and tone and so on. Uh, but how do you say um when you get into the design industry you find yourself you know you're not going to do only that very yeah. rarely you know um in in big you know in in how do you say um in bigger markets you can specialize and be you know i'm just a logo type designer. i just do logos uh, good luck to it's great but you know even you know with my experiences you 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 should technically learn as much as you can. And oh, yeah. I think it's, you know, to answer your question, it's, it's somebody that is, first of all, not afraid to, to, to look into other avenues of design and, and push yourself, you know? Mm. you know, how does, how does, you know, how does the brand work on things that are, you know, not 2d, how does it work in 3d? How does it work in experience? Um, you know, how does it work on an app? How does it work in, in 3d space? Um, other touch points, you know, other subtleties. Mm -hmm. So it's somebody I think that that is, you know, you know, opened his horizons and is willing to explore other avenues uh, of of design in general to to take to take you know your work and your message across on different media. So that's a multidisciplinary designer. Yeah. yeah so that's that's an answer from an art director. I have to say, like the <laughs> yeah, for real. Like you have the 
I don't know, space to think about like, how is my logo that I'm creating going to work in different mediums? And let me, let me yeah. try and make and, it. You know, exactly. And, you know, brand is, I keep saying, you know, branding or, or design, it's not just a logo, you know, it's other assets. It's, it's other, it's other, you know, pieces of the puzzle that oh, yeah. need to work in, you know, in, in, in unison. And that's key. If you can see past your speciality and, and try and push yourself, um, you know, across all those bounds, then, then, you oh, know, yeah. then you become multidisciplinary. You got to see it across all those zones. Oh yeah. Recently I was talking to some friends that are designers as well on Instagram and they were basically complaining how agencies most of the time want you to do I don't know, work for four people. Like it's not just one designer you are. You are an illustrator. You are all of these things and how sometimes that can be a bad thing. Mm. Uh, maybe from, from your experience, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> what did it like no. gave you being a multidisciplinary designer? Well, I think it's, first of all, you've, you're opened up to a lot more like collaboration. You know, yep. you, you, you're working with, with different people from other specialized fields like product design, interior design, and, you know, and, and, and so on. And it just, you know, I think it elevates your product onto another level because you have a better understanding of their world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, yep. you shouldn't work isolated. You shouldn't work well, you know, this is the job I'm handing over. I don't care what happens to it afterwards. It becomes somebody else's problem. Nine out of 10, nine out of 10 times, it doesn't turn out good. So you, yep. you, you need to know, you need to know what happens after things leave your desk, okay? Mm. Leave your workspace. So, yeah. Nice. So, go. okay, um, I will jump into your experience now so we can share with everyone what you've been up to these 20 years. So you worked with big brands, right? Could you could yeah. you give me give me some insights like what it's like working with big brands like I don't know Puma who else did you work with if you can say of course um, yeah a lot of the stuff is is for agencies so I'm not personal you know not the direct yeah. contact but yeah <laughs> biggest world brands from you know uh, fashion pharma FMCG tech automotive. Uh, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what industry that I haven't worked for, quite honestly. Um, what's yeah? What do I take from that? Um, well, first of all, the multidisciplinary does help because you know they all have their own different heritage and they're all different mm. needs, and you have to be able to you know <clears throat> how do you say plug into their world, you know, plug into oh, yeah. their their requirements. Um, and because they're all different, they all have their uh, different niche um like requirements yeah mm -hmm. different, different outputs different style your art direction needs to change constantly oh yeah um so and because they have different goals and you know the audience is completely different so if you're not a type designer if you're not you know a specific archetype designer that helps and i'm not on a specific architect designer i don't churn out the same type of, of design i try it's very hard i think it's always a challenge but but that helps so so yeah, in, in, in short, how it is working with him, yeah, it's 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 challenging. It's challenging. Yeah, each 
each each big client has its own challenging set of rules and you have to adapt you have to be adaptable um, you have to be like a mold you know yeah nice so and what are some of the challenges that you faced like the at top of your head uh that you can remember right now in your career that were like oh difficult to to go around yeah uh changing minds of clients as as is the case with everybody it's, when you know he's wrong and you're right but you can't tell him he's wrong Oh yeah, the old tale of should I or should I just do what they tell me? Should I yeah, help them you, actually? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you put it very well there. You know, should you help them or you know is that going to cause uh, you know more problems for you down the line? How do you deal with that? <laughs> I each to his own. You know, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Um, somewhere you can you can you. You know, if you're in good rapport with the client, you can you can definitely push. But sometimes, you know, you know, listen, this guy's not going to budge or she's not going to budge. So we better do what uh, he or she says. So, yeah, I think I think dealing with I, look design and, and, you know, work in general is, is dealing with people. Mm -hmm. And people are challenging sometimes. You know, people are emotional beings. Oh yeah, you know they'll come with a problem, and they're very, very emotionally attached to what they've got, and you know that what they've got is is bad, but you can't say it's bad. You know, you yeah. got to be very careful. You say, yeah, I think we can improve it. You know, here it's it's nice what you've got, but I think we should, you know, and that you know that's the challenging part. Each to each to his own, you know. Mm. And it's surprising sometimes the bigger clients are actually not as hard as people think. It's sometimes the smaller clients. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, or you know or from the smaller industries sometimes the giants are actually okay they're like oh sure cool that that's cool that's great you know go with it oh that's so, interesting yeah it is i found that sometimes the, the smaller guys are way more difficult to work with than you know the the big corporates so oh wh why is that do you know like i said it's person to person mm. um it, it always depends on who you're dealing with on the, on on the other on the other side i mean a corporation is, you know, it's still people at the end of the day. Of know? course. It's your, con it's your contact. It's your client. So, you know, if, he's if they're going to make it difficult for you, they're going to make it difficult for you. There's no two ways about it. You have to, you have to adapt. So, you know, it's, it's challenging. You know, the smaller guys can be as challenging as the big guys, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Well, tell me, tell me a bit about your international experience. Like you had a bunch. I mean, we've mentioned big and small companies, but have you traveled somewhere for work? And what was that like? <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, yeah, my whole life has been traveling. I've been a Rolling Stone. Um, yeah, I've, I, like I think a majority of people that have, that have worked um, you know, globally will tell you, you know, you go where the work is. Um, and I think that's like a norm nowadays. Mm. Everybody's is, you know, jumping around where work is available. It's almost inevitable. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was born in, in Rijeka in, in, in Croatia, uh, lived in Serbia, emigrated to South Africa, you know, lived there a whole bunch, you know, I studied there, had a good portion of my professional care, career there. You know, went to London, went back to all over the place. So it it brings a whole slew of challenges, but but you end up working on you know some clients and some projects that you would never be able to work with if you were 
you know, married to one place geographically. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that opens up your, you know, your, your, how do you say, design horizons because you're working with definitely different cultures, different people, yeah. different challenges, different, completely different set of clients, different rule sets, different ways of doing business, different ways of exchanging design ideas, you know. Interesting. Yeah. I know I wanted, I've always want, like worked with Americans mostly or Europeans. I always wanted to work with Africa because I'm like, that's a completely <laughs> different market. Like the way they communicate visually and like in person and everything so different than for what I know, you know, so far. I don't yeah. know. What was that like? Uh, I don't mean to, to me, it's, like I said, that was my first taste of the professional career. To me, it's like, okay, that, that's the way it is. I would um, say that, uh, yeah, I mean, depend, you know, when you say Africa, that's, 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 a, that's big, a really large canvas you're painting true, there. True, you know? true, true. So, I mean, even I, I'm sure if you said the States as well, it's all, obviously it will vary, you know. So Africa being probably the most advanced economy in Africa, they're more aligned with the, with the you know, uh, British or, or American mindset mm -hmm. in, terms of, in terms of business and design. So, you know, it for me it was same as everywhere else. You know, oh, advanced, they've been, you know, they've been doing it for a lot longer than I think some agencies on 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 in, in the Balkan territories. You know, brand mm -hmm. and, and so on. So they've got a um, a longer you know pedigree. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've had the luck of working at the biggest branding agency in the world. Um, there, you know, mm -hmm. one of the biggest office was in Johannesburg, uh, South Africa. Um, yeah. which is like, you would never say, but it was, that was, you know, we had, I think at a peak, um, it's changed its name a million times, but today it's known as brand union. It was like 120 people plus those agencies don't exist anymore today. You yeah. Know? So, and, but we were working with European companies and American companies mm -hmm. and all over, you know, and Asian companies, uh, all over the world back in the heyday of when, when design was the thing. <clears throat> 2001 to about 2007 around there you know mm -hmm. uh, interesting so you come so from yeah. basically you come from a big corporate let's say corporate design agencies and now you're working as a technically a freelancer right you have your own company is that yeah, freelancing I, I don't know anymore like people how how do you define yourself like everybody is saying it differently these days <laughs> yeah i've got my own company i'm not a freelancer yeah exactly. but but, but uh, yeah but yeah i've yeah i've decided you know i i want to offer my services to you know uh, more than one industry more than one client i enjoy working like you know you, you've yeah. asked me i'm a discipline designer so you know being that at the core i wanted to offer my you know talents or knowledge or whatever uh, mm. design know-how uh, to different industries it excites me i don't want to work with only one type of industry I'll, i would like to share you know an insight to to, to different industries that that excites me you know? yeah so so right now i have you know i've been working with completely different industries that require different different skill sets different different type of communication yeah i'm on the same boat yeah i'm on yeah. the same boat there it's Good. interesting to adapt Although for me, it would be interesting to do just one project for, I don't know, a few years to see. True. What True. It's to just like. to be like, yeah, so you don't ping pong. It, it is difficult uh, from yeah. one, 
you know, sure, this week I'm doing this and hell, for the week after I have to forget what I've been doing here and, you know, yeah. adapt my design <laughs> style. That is hard. Yeah, is hard. yeah. I think that's a skill as well. You, you learn. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you can I, learn those you'll, you'll learn. Okay. Um, so tell me a bit about Rimats, please. Like that's a, that's a huge company here. Um, and people know about it, but for whatever reason, not a lot of the design or designers um, from the company ever was a guest anywhere. So I'm super happy to hear about it. Tell me all you can, please. How does it work? <laughs> what, what was it like to be there, to work there? And what did you do, most importantly, at okay. Rimats? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do find it puzzling that, uh, you know, no one really, uh, you know, some, some media, uh, I think from Germany came and from uh, some other places came and, you know, you know what is going on? What, what are they doing? Who is the team? Um, yeah, I mean, how do we, how do we say it's, uh, it was a really, you know, enlightening experience. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed enjoyed working there. Um, I was brought in to, as as a graphic designer, so I was the head of graphic design there for for three years. Uh, you know, having to establish the brand, working on the corporate identity, you know, evolving it, putting a structure in, building a team, and so on. But you know how it is in startups; um, you do everything. Oh yeah. So, so you end up doing things that were like, okay, you know, hang on, hang on, people, why am I doing this? Uh, but you tend to adapt. You tend to adapt. And you say, listen, you know, nobody else can do it or has the insight to do it, and you're left with it. So you got to solve it. Um, mm. So I ended up doing a lot more than corporate identity work and, and branding. In fact, you know, a lot of my time was spent doing other things. Um, you know, you know, managing and out directing product design. Um, user interface design and for the Nevera, uh, presence design, um, yeah, a, a lot of things. So, so um, they're also multidisciplinary in their own right. You know, they don't have the design team there is not large mm. for the automotive world. It's rather small. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I think they're first and foremost an engineering company. So you know, the design team doesn't have these like unlimited budgets and unlimited time. So you're very scarce in, in the window of opportunity where you have to, you know, come up with a solution. So you have to be really, really creative. And, uh, you know, that's something that they applauded this is, first of all, creativity, which is, uh, which is, I think is, is the key or at least for, for me, you know, and that's mm. why um, I, I found it would, would be like a highly fruitful time. Yeah, you get other frustrations, but you know, with every job, it's it's how it is. It's never perfect. Yeah. Um, but definitely an enthralling time, you know, working there with the design team, some really good colleagues that I've had the pleasure of uh, working with. Um, it's an, it's interesting what you said. Like, and I have an idea basically off of that. Startups force you to be multi multidisciplinary. Yeah. If you are the only designer in a startup, you have to, you don't have a choice. <laughs> and if they don't yeah. have the funds or the time or whatever to... to yeah, hire, resources in general. Exactly that, you know. It's like, well, yes. uh, you know, we're doing the interiors or, you know, the signage or wayfinding or, you know, something, you know, here. You have to do it. You have to do it. <laughs> it's, your, it's, I mean, you don't have to, but 
you know, you should do it. If you, if you, you know, you signed a contract, you're working there, you make a plan. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and somehow that can be lovely. Like if, if you, of course, you yeah, can it can. Make it. Be, yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, there's no, there's no like, you know, working with the bigger brands is like, you know, everything is a process. Checkpoint, 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 sign off, you know, leave it to, you know, to somebody to sign off something there. It's like, there's technically almost no rules. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta deliver something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's a different, it's a different, it's a different mindset. You're not like, well, you know, there's a, a milestone here and then everybody's now it's like, dude, we need to do it. Here's a time frame. Go ahead. And there's some bonuses there because you don't have that, like the weight of, uh, you know, a huge brand equity somewhere along the line. Uh, oh yeah, um, or brand heritage, or you know, oh, we're only used to seeing this and this and this, and you're out of bounds, and you need to pull back. No, it's like yeah, let's let's sort it out. Let's make it cool. Yeah, um, but you, you are the one I mean, creating girls. I mean, that's what they're doing in the automotive industry. I mean, you know, it's like here we are, we're making a hypercar. You know, who's the, who are they again? Where are they coming from? You know, the big. So it's it's oh, yeah. how it is when you're creating things from scratch. You tend to have more freedom. That's that's how it is. Oh, nice. More freedom, but I guess that's harder to do. Like, you have to think about so many things all at once. And I just have to say, like, I'm super sorry that we cannot show the corporate identity for Remax. You showed it to me. Jesus. I, I'm like, you have, you should show this to everyone so we know how it's done, really. It's so in details. I yeah, like now I will. So. Yeah, well, I'm about to post it on on Behance. So it'll it'll come up soon. Perfect. So, uh, Perfect. I will I will I will publish it. Don't 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 worry. I'll, yeah. So please do it. Yeah, it's, it's so so. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I will. It was yeah, it was quite it was quite challenging from a time frame point of view as it always is, but we wanted to really you know nail the. Nail the nail on the head. So mm. um, we had the one shot. We had the a, a short time frame and. Yeah. And yeah, it was. Tell me a nice. bit more about like who the audience is for a hypercar. Like Remitz makes high performance hypercars that are electric. They look crazy fast. They probably are crazy fast. And who buys that? Who is your main audience? Like, how do you make things for those people? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. Ask the sales team. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think yeah generally people who want exclusivity you know yeah. complete exclusivity i guess i mean there's 150 of them uh, the 150 are going to the thin farina uh, so you know um yeah i think it's people who collect collect you know hypercars slash yeah. supercars it's an exclusivity it's a luxury item yeah know? so it's not a brain buy it's a heart buy um, I think in, in the case of Nevera, it's trying to stand out from, you know, the norm. So mm -hmm. they want to detach themselves from, ah, it's a hypercar, you know, Italian slash German or, you know, it's got the, you know, creation element in, in there with some, you know, creation design signatures and the fact that it's a tech, uh, tech focused product. So it's, it's like a luxury yeah. tech item. And I think that's, you know, that's the niche there carving um yeah. so it's obviously people who are responding to that new niche or want to have you know i don't want to i don't want to push i don't want to you know what I, what what else do i want so 
-hmm. um, and they're obviously breaking you know barriers in terms of performance so yeah it's it's people who want you know that that kind of product with that kind of taste yeah. I, I think is is the answer i mean this is a small portion of people on this planet but yeah but lovely highly special i mean good for them that's all i can yeah. say like really those cars look amazing i don't know if if we have the roads for them though i don't know where rimas tests their cars i hope not on like roads in croatia and serbia that's for sure <laughs> yeah they're, they're testing them on test tracks they've got you know yeah of course they uh, do yeah they've got one in Yazaga, they've got an Ardo, they test them all, all over the place and I yeah. think most of these markets are you know in, in the Arab states or in the states you know mm -hmm. roads are a lot more forgiving than our b-class roads which are like uh, narrower and so on so oh yeah ah, but each their own I mean Tell it's me I, I think it's a it's a collectionable item it's like yeah it's sitting in the garage you know there it is there it's my little pride and joy I'm, I'm sure it's it's more about that than oh that sounds like a shame like it's a it's a hyper car that can almost fly <laughs> it's a shame yeah, well, well i but think it... it just beats a plane so so yeah <laughs> a couple exactly. of weeks ago i was racing a plane so yeah yeah there you go like that's insane if you ask me but tell me how was it creating interface for a car like that like you you created basically the the dashboard the graphics there everything the look on it how was that experience was it did you have like some pain points there that you couldn't cross and you had to change your design all the time you know uh working with the ui team uh i conceptualized the concepts it was quite out there we always have to you know pull back a lot in, mm -hmm. in, in production and with our limited resources, I guess. But you know, the focus is on on storytelling. You know, how do you how do you tell that mechanical, technical, high tech, first of all, look and feel in in the the user interface? It had to tell a story. We're you know we're not doing Google 2.0. You know, you're not mm. doing Android. There's no point in going down down that route. Or at least in my opinion. Uh, this is an exclusivity product so you have to shift your you know you you have more design input and more design freedom um in products like this so the challenges are endless you know how do you you know how do you craft something that you know everybody's used to but you want to incorporate the ingredients of the remits you, you know um corporate identity and and design flair and design signature throughout all the screens and throughout the whole, you know, even user experience. You know, how do you draw certain things? Um, I designed a lot of custom typefaces to, you know, communicate that within within the car. You know, we didn't we went a step further, uh, um, you know, in mm -hmm. that in that regard to bring in. So it was a challenge marrying marrying all the the kind of like. You know, I'm used to my phone. I'm used to where everything sits, but we wanted to offset that a, a little bit mm -hmm. um, and have a specific, you know, digital tech signature through throughout. You know, having all modes painted a different color, um, as you know, you've seen some some of the stuff. So, yeah. Can you was... can you touch those screens? I mean, I guess there are things that you can do on the screens with your hands, like you can on your phone, right? Yeah, yeah, the classic stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm asking. I'm just imagining a person driving like 
God knows how fast. Cannot, I yeah, but he, he wouldn't be. <laughs> how do you yeah, design I mean, something for someone who's drawing that fast and he's supposed to like click some, like, wow. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be clicking it, first of all. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, that, that was a challenge, getting the finesse in, getting the visual language through, but for it to be legible, legible enough for everyday use, exactly. I guess. I think that was a challenge for myself and the whole team when we had it, when we had to falter the, the concepts uh, all the way down to the nitty gritty and the, you know, uh, the screens that had to be, you know, very, very basic uh, mm -hmm. so that the user is not lost, but having that magic touch. So, yeah, it's one word, trade-off. Everything's a trade-off. You know, I would like to push things, you know, crazy, but then, then on the UX guys are saying, well, you know, that's not good mapping. His experience there is not good. Um, so you have to think of, of both worlds, which is, which is hard, which is mm -hmm. hard, I guess, because the designer always wants to push boundaries, but the UX is always bringing you back. You know, you know this look is... Uh, in the placement of certain buttons and, and just the mapping is not quite, you know, right there, not, not going to be intuitive enough. So you have to think of intuitivity the whole time, you know, yeah. it's a balancing act as is, as is with everything, you know, the concept, yeah. you go crazy, you say, damn, man, this is going to look insane if we incorporate this, but then, you know, the regularities and, and the standard setting always brings you back. So, oh, yeah, I mean, I would be scared to do some crazy design. Like, is somebody gonna die because of my design? It's not. It's not. An, no, know, it's not that bad. No, no. It's not that bad. No. Okay, I don't know. It's, no, it's I... a really, really fast car. So I guess at some point you maybe think you are thinking about that. Like, is this user experience going to help you have a nicer ride, or is it gonna do damage? You know. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. You think about this. I mean, you're not. We don't, you know, I never do, and I think, you know, designers shouldn't do design for design sakes. You know, we yeah. know we know where to push boundaries. We know where to push limits. You know, we yeah. all do it within reason. So we tend to kind of push things, you know, experience tells you this, like don't do ridiculous stuff because it's never going to work. It's never going to be, you know, applied um, in that product, in that, in that niche. Yeah. So, yeah, you take care of those things. You do it in doses. You do it. You do it carefully. You do it strategically. Mm -hmm. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, tell me a bit more. Like, what was um, another interesting experience you had in your long years of designing? What's it like to be a designer for 20 years? How come you never gave up? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I, I think every designer will tell you it's 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 the same problems. It's the same challenges. It's, you know, uh, I always bring it back to my to my first answer. It's de it's dealing with people. You need to be good in dealing with with people. Um, like I said, you need sometimes not not sometimes a lot of the times you need to swallow your pride. Your ego needs to be you know in check. Mm. Um, you know, you're not designing for yourself. You need to first and foremost, uh, I think, understand that as a designer, you're designing for a product, for oh, yeah. a you know, a product owner, for a company that utilizes your services. So mm -hmm. you need to adapt. And um, it took me a long time to to 
I think all designers are hard in that way because it's their pride and soul that's going into the work, you know. Mm. But you need to you need to kind of like really take that to heart where you know you're not designing for yourself, you're not you're not a fine artist. You you are a designer first and foremost. You yep. know, you're commercial, you're you you know, you have commercial value. So you have to move in those bounds. So you know, trade-off. It's like how do we you know, how do we how do we reach something that sh that you want to achieve with your design, but with limitations? And in fact, I found that the more limitations you have, sometimes you become more creative. You know, having a blank yep. canvas um, can be confusing. No, it can be very frustrating because you you'll never end. You know, so with tighter deadlines, which is always the case, they're getting tighter and tighter with every year, <laughs> and and your place where you can play is sometimes you know. Um, how do we say really restrictive? You come mm. up with some really cool ideas in that restrictive environment. Yep. So I, you know, my advice is keep slogging, keep keep working at it. You know, be passionate. Um, I have no idea what I would be if I'm not a designer. Quite frankly, I'll probably go into into like chefs. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. I mean, that's I, still I'm that's a, still I, a creative job. I think that's still a creative. Yeah. Being a chef. I, I, yeah, you can you can migrate your principles and you know yeah. your attention to detail and 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 and, and so on. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, twenty years. Can't believe it's been so long. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I keep I keep reminding you. I'm I'm really like this is bad. <laughs> yeah, this is bad. Yeah, it's bad and good. You know. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's yeah, it's been challenging and and yeah. I think it's the way you look at look at it. Like if you look at design as as a job essentially or work, mm. or mm. you do it as a lifestyle. So those are different things. I I think you can do them both. Mm. Um, but if a client is paying you to do something, that's not a lifestyle in a way. That's work. So yeah, it depends, true. and and then you can come into like you can jump into traps there, and your mm. like work and life balance can be oh, totally in a bad in a bad situation have you ever like had those moments when you are like okay wait what am i doing like should i should i pay attention more um am i do am i working too much stuff like that very much so yeah you know my colleagues are saying it's like dude it's friday what are you doing yeah, uh, it's the weekend. Uh, you know, what, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like. But you're working. <laughs> but but like I said, you know, uh, I think it's from I think it's um, from individual to individual. Mm -hmm. You know, some mm -hmm. people can strike it perfect. They're like, ah, it's five o'clock, brain off. Yeah. I don't think about my work. I, I can't do that. I mean, I if I had to quote my clients per hour or per, you know, it'll be a twenty-four hour day. I think of ideas in the shower, in the toilets walking around i'm you know going to the store buying ah oh, i just you know i'm constantly thinking about this stuff so mm. it, it, it's you know quite frankly is it a good or a bad thing i don't know yet it I is what it a lot is of stress, but it is what it is uh but but uh you know it's in my dna i mean I'm, i i think to designers eyes all all the time yeah it happened to me so, once i told this to a client and he was like okay how do you charge that no, you how can't. do i how do I charge what? He's like, how do you charge thinking about my product while you're showering? Well, that's a very good point. <laughs> I'm like, that's wow. A, 
<laughs> open up a fedora's box, eh? Yes. Yeah, exactly. They, I, you know, I, I tend yeah. to stay away from Ali rates because I intend. I tell people, well, then you just won't be able to afford it, or you know, we will not be able to agree. It's it's pointless going down that route because yeah. exactly that we just said. You know, I think about solutions twenty four hours a day. Sometimes I wake up six in the morning and I write things down. Ah, oh, this will be great because this will, you know, this will work. You know, I was like, what are you doing? You know, that's how it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Person yeah. to person, you know. Definitely. Strike the life back balance and life work balance. Yeah, I'm yet to win that battle yet. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to be overworked uh, primarily because I push myself a lot um, mm-hmm. for bad or for better or for worse. But yeah, it's, it's, it, I think every designer struggles with that, really, at heart. They're like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm burnt out. So I'm, you know, uh, should I be thinking about this all the time? You know, nobody else does it, or this guy does it even more. You know, oh, yeah. it's always like pushing yourself, you know, and then you enter that like, you know, hustle culture, you know, it's like I can do more and I can oh, do yes. better. And then, then I can, you know, um, but I think, yeah, the older yeah. you get, I think time is I, more precious. I think we'll need a rehab from hustle culture soon, like a rehab yeah. center to, yeah, <laughs> to sure. unlearn that. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure. Stop it. I mean, it, it works to you with, you know, to a point when you're younger and you've got the energy to burn, you know, in your 20s, late yes. 20s, even early 30s, hey, fine, go for it, you know. Um, but there comes a point when you do get older, like myself, where you, you're like, okay, you know, I've had a bit of enough about this, you know, I've been yeah. doing it for, 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 for longer. Um, you have a family, you, you know, you, yeah. you can't be you can't be dedicated to your work literally 24 hours your family suffers your friends suffer you suffer you know you suffer you know you, you know, what do you do so so you need to i think people need to learn how to say stop or no i'm still battling with that me too um, me too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely Definitely. We can. Oh, look at this! Look at this project! Oh, it it looks so fun! Should I do it? Yeah. And then. Yeah. Four projects later. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Everything's set. I think yeah, every designer struggles with that at some point. I'm gonna like bring it to the end and ask you five questions that I ask everyone, and they're kind of silly questions. So it's just a question and answer type of thing, like quick. Uh, do you have some role models? And if you do, who are they? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I will obviously point to designers. It's it's a no-brainer. It is a bit of a cliche, but yeah, Massimo Vignelli. And, uh, and That's a nice one. Yeah, I mean, he said, I mean, a lot of designers don't agree with this quote. Uh, a lot of it's polarizing. If you can design one thing, you should design everything. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's something that's literally sitting on my front page, and uh, that's my motto. Um, and that's challenging, you know. People say, "Yeah, yeah, you should," you know. Uh, what does that mean? And no, you don't have to. Sure, you don't. But you know, if you if you're gonna go down that route, then you're going down that route wholeheartedly. Sure. Um, and you asked me right in the front, what is a multidisciplinary? Who is a multidisciplinary designer? Well, Massimo Vignelli is is one of them. I mean. Um, and the other role model will probably be Dieter Rams. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, he started everything. I mean, uh, sure, we look at Apple today, but we all know that you know it's 
you know, the, a lot of inspiration came from from his his uh, way of designing things, uh, where you know he took in UX into consideration in in his product design. I mean, he pioneered product design in a, in a way today. So yeah, that didn't exist at that time at all. Yeah, it didn't really exist. Concept. I mean, yeah. yeah, I you know that's you know those are your kind of like worlds you know originators of you know of design disciplines and they were like high 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 in their fields so yeah, yeah that would be the two uh do you consider design your calling or your job i think we've answered this in <laughs> it's a way, a calling. Yeah. I, yeah i have no idea what i would be doing if if if, if i'm not a designer uh um a lot of people agree kind of like yeah man you're you're a designer you know hardcore designer Stop thinking about it in that way. It's irritating. Uh, yeah, I can be. I can be overwhelming sometimes. Even even to myself, I get on my own nerves. It's a calling in a way. It's a calling in a way. But you know, like you said, you know, you need to. The older you get, the more you realize. You know, everything is. You know, not as. Not not you know, everything is not in design. I would like to change everything and redesign everything but you need to be grounded a little bit you know oh yeah so you you'll get that with age you're kind of like well we're willing to you need to let go of certain things otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy you'll drive yourself crazy and oh, yeah. then nothing will be enough nothing will be enough nothing will be good enough um <laughs> which tends to be the case with designers that's our blessing in a way and a curse oh yeah oh yeah perfectionism oh. Um, do you have a hobby, hobby and which, what is it? Uh, photography is one of my hobbies. Uh, unfortunately, today with, with the workload, I get to do less and less of it. I shoot a lot of wildlife uh, work when I was in Africa. Um, once you get, you know, once you go on a game drive, seeing wild animals, 50% of people will say, eh, it's okay, I'd rather sit by the pool. And then the other 50% will get awestruck by it completely. Um, and I fell in love with it, you know, uh, seeing wild animals in, in their proper habitat. Mm. Something really, in, you know, enriches your soul. It's incredible. Um, you know, and documenting, documenting them in their world is something that's so fulfilling. Um, there's some incredible wildlife photographers out there that are doing some insane work. I do my own fair share just as a passion um and two is gaming <laughs> i'm a game at heart i've been gaming since i was like 11. Nice. so uh, yeah my wife doesn't like it so much but uh <laughs> like are you gaming again <laughs> so yeah design stop gaming enters you know the console gets fired up and then i game i think that's you know. very much connected yeah well depends some yeah it, it tends to be connected um, oh, yeah. I've learned a lot of my trade when I was when I was doing some computer games back in the day when I was still studying. We were doing some uh, some computer game projects, and I learned a lot of my trade back there. You know, exposed to three D wo uh, worlds and programs, and and yeah. so on. That's what got my that's what got my interest. You know, uh, my generation we didn't have computers from from start to go. We only had it a little bit later. So for me, this blew my mind, and I immediately, obviously, as uh, you know, an eleven year old, twelve year old, like computers damn and i just fell in love so you know wasting hours on a game is not a problem uh do you have any books to recommend 
Uh, I'm not much of a book person, I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but I think uh, one book I can recommend for design is Smile in the Mind. You should really check, check that out. That's really cool. And Type Matters mm-hmm. quite a nice book. That's just illustrative, you know, example of how important topography is and some nice inspiration there. Yeah. And what's your favorite color? Isn't it obvious? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's black. I, I know it's 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 a cliche, but you know, my wardrobe is literally black and a couple of colors, and then it's black again. That's so designer like. Yeah, yeah, it's architecture and design. I, I don't know. I've I've always liked black. If I could I think, have everything in black, I would. I think there are two teams of designers, like those who wear colors like myself and those who wear black. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's monochromatic type and the colorful type. I see yeah. you you beautifully paired your headphones with your oh, arm. Yeah, yeah, it's a but black chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to have some balance. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you for everything. Thank you for talking uh, for Design Prita. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me anytime. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you.